You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com technews. That's ShipStation.com technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Monday, November 6th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about YouTube's ad blocker crackdown that's spurring a record amount of uninstalls. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. In early October, the people who make ad blocking tools convened in Amsterdam for their industry's annual conference. One session was a welcome pitch from Google product leaders about tweaks made to address fears that a security update to the company's Chrome browser could hamper ad zapping. Google, which draws nearly 80% of its revenue from ads, even co-sponsored the event at an airy venue along the water. All the while, another team at Google quietly prepared to unleash the most sweeping crackdown on ad blockers since Facebook took them on in 2016. As the world's ad blocker builders returned home from their conference, Google's YouTube unexpectedly broadened a small test begun in May that uses pop-up dialogues to demand viewers disable their ad blockers or else lose the ability to watch videos on the world's most popular video-sharing website. Google was very proud to present at the ad blocking conference, says Christoph Modras, director of product and engineering at Adblock and privacy tools developer Ghostery. And the next day, this ad blocker war started. Previously unreported figures from ad-blocking companies indicate that YouTube's crackdown is working, with hundreds of thousands of people uninstalling ad-blockers in October. The available data suggests last month saw a record number of ad-blockers uninstalled and also a record for new ad-blocker installs as people sought alternatives that wouldn't trigger YouTube's dreaded pop-up. YouTube spokesperson Christopher Lawton says Adblockers violate its terms of service and that the company offers YouTube Premium, which costs $13.99 per month, for people who want an ad-free experience. Ads support a diverse ecosystem of creators globally and allow billions to access their favorite content on YouTube, he says. Viewers receive repeated warnings that YouTube doesn't allow ad blockers before it cuts them from access to videos, he says, declining to provide the total number of affected users. Munich-based Ghostery experienced three to five times the typical daily number of both uninstalls and installs throughout much of October, Modra says, leaving usage about flat. Over 90% of users who completed a survey about their reason for uninstalling cited the tools failing on YouTube. So intent were users to find a workable blocker that many appear to have tried Microsoft's Edge web browser, whose market share pales against Chrome's dominance. 
Ghostry installations on Edge surged 30% last month compared to September. Microsoft declined to comment. AdGuard, which says it has 55 million users of its free ad-blocking tool and 20 million of its paid versions, normally sees about 6,000 uninstallations per day at most for its Chrome extension. From October 9th until the end of the month, they topped 11,000 per day, spiking to about 52,000 on October 18th, says CTO Andrei Meshkov. User complaints started flooding in at the 120-person Cyprus-based company at an unprecedented rate, about four every hour, at least half of them about YouTube. But, like Ghostery, installations also surged as others looked for relief, reaching about 60,000 installations on Chrome on both the 18th and October 27th. Subscribers grew as people realized AdGuard's paid tools remained unaffected by YouTube's clampdown. Another extension, AdLock, recorded about 30% more daily installations and uninstallations in October than in previous months, according to its product head. To protect users' privacy, many ad blocker providers don't track usage directly, but Chrome's extension store provides them with the basic installation and uninstallation statistics. Some ad blockers can be deactivated for specific websites, and users can also disable them instead of completely uninstalling. Cologne-based I.O., which operates AdBlock Plus, AdBlock, and uBlock, even enables AdBlock users to allow ads for just certain YouTube videos or creators. But it's unclear how many stumped YouTube users have chosen any of those routes due to the limited tracking. Longtime ad tech executive Terry Taus likens users adopting ad blockers to shoppers taking the 15 or fewer items express lanes at supermarkets. They may be driving less revenue for the businesses, but they are still customers, albeit ones taking control of their experience. He says websites such as YouTube must respect that. Ad-blocking executives say that user reports suggest that YouTube's attack on ad blockers has coincided with tests to increase the number of ads it shows. YouTube sold over $22 billion in ads through the first nine months of this year, up about 5% from the same period last year, accounting for about 10% of Google's overall sales. Creators on YouTube generally receive 55% of the ad sales on longer videos and 45% on shorts. Premium subscriptions will generate about $2.7 billion in sales this year, estimates market analysis business Insider Intelligence. Various surveys and estimates over the years have suggested around one or three out of every five internet users browse with ad blockers. Matthew Mayer, who oversees IO's ad blockers, says its surveys show most users aren't against ads entirely, but they are frustrated with ads that are intrusive, too numerous or longer than six seconds without a skip option. Where the issues come is when they feel the line is overstepped, he says of users, though he declines to share any I.O. usage data. YouTube's test has affected users accessing YouTube's website through Chrome on laptops and desktops, according to adblocker developers. It doesn't affect people using YouTube's mobile or TV apps, YouTube's mobile site, or watching YouTube videos embedded on other sites. YouTube's Lawton says warnings show regardless of whether users are logged into the service or using incognito mode. Further, the warnings appear to trigger based on YouTube detecting certain open-source filtering rules that many ad blockers use to identify ads, rather than targeting any specific extensions, Ghostry's Modras says. The technology deployed by YouTube mirrors code Google developed in 2017 for a program it calls Funding Choices, which enables news and other websites to detect ad blockers, he adds. 
The ad sleuths who figured out ways to detect ads and engineers skilled at blocking them are working hard to figure out how to evade YouTube's blocker blockade in private Slack groups and discussion on GitHub projects. But progress has been hampered by the way YouTube isn't ensnaring every user in its dragnet. Relatively few of the developers have been able to trigger the warning themselves, perhaps the world's only adblock users cheering when YouTube finally catches them. Google has had a complicated relationship with the ad-blocking industry. The Google Play mobile app store, unlike Apple's app store, has banned ad-blockers for about a decade. But Chrome, which Google says serves a mission to support an open internet where users can be secure and private, has given them fairly wide latitude to operate. Beside ad filtering, many ad-block tools carry features that prevent users from being tracked across the web. Ironically, adblocker developers say annoyance with YouTube has long been a top driver for downloads of their tools. After encountering YouTube's demands to shut off the blockers, users last month turned every which way. Discussions online show some recommending services such as newpipe.net, an open-source lookalike of YouTube that uses workarounds to run videos from the service without ads. Newpipe doesn't collect usage data, it says on its website. Some adblockers are already adapting. Honkooper, a Slovakian company behind lesser-known ad blocker Adlock, released a new version for Windows that it believes goes unnoticed by YouTube. If users find the same, it will push the fixed versions for macOS, Android, and iOS, says Kostiantin Shebanov, its product head and business development manager. Gostaris Modras worries about the consequences of Google's escalation of the war on blockers. Users losing anti-tracking features as they disable the tools could fall prey to online hazards, and the more complex blocking tactics companies like his are being forced to introduce could lead to unintended security holes. The more powerful they have to become to deal with challenges, the more risk is involved, he says. There could also be legal repercussions. Modra says when a publisher takes steps to thwart an ad blocker, it's illegal for developers to try to circumvent those measures in Europe but he reckons it is permissible to block ads if a blocker does so before triggering a warning. A truce seems unlikely in the near future, but ad blockers, publishers, and advertisers have attempted to reach a middle ground on less troubling ad formats that ad blockers would allow through. But varying interpretations of what users want and conflicting business imperatives have left a patchwork of different ad experiences. IO supports the Acceptable Ads Committee, Google is on the board of the Coalition for Better Ads and operates YouTube to its standards. Mayer of IO says he hopes YouTube eventually joins other websites that have agreed to run only acceptable ads, which blockers from IO and browsers such as Opera do not filter out of their estimated 300 million users, according to the Acceptable Ads Committee. AdGuard's Meshkov doesn't expect an end to hostilities anytime soon. I could hardly see them being ready to do any ads that can be deemed acceptable, he says. They are making their ads more and more annoying with every update. Each time that happens, the ad blocker industry adapts, making campaigns like Google's costly. Developers say Facebook appeared to give up after its 2016 onslaught because keeping pace with the blockers sucked up too many internal resources. Meta did not respond to a request for comment. YouTube's tactic of detecting blockers and putting the onus on users to disable them rather than deploying code to do that eases the engineering burden, but it remains significant, Meshkov says. This game will continue and there will be moments where people will be able to use YouTube without any annoying stuff going on, maybe even most of the time, he says. But if even you see ads 20% of the time, 
that won't be a good experience. In the worst case, come next year's industry conference, ad blockers could be the ones conceding to Google. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Joe Biden wants U.S. government algorithms tested for potential harm against citizens. Checking in on Wired Science, scientists have finally found the origins of a mysterious asteroid. And on Wired Security, Microsoft is doing damage control with its new Secure Future initiative. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.